0: Let's stand again let's open our Bibles to James chapter 1, uh, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. It is so good to see all of you today. I'm glad you're here and I hope this blesses you today and encourage you today. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Father, we thank you for your great promises that we don't have to stumble through this earth, through our time on earth, but that you will guide us and direct us. Help us to take that seriously, our need in every area of our life to be guided by you and show us what to do each day. Bless this people that are here. Let them know how much you love them, how much we love them, Bless them and touch them today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I have been challenging you since the start of this year to really do a heart check, to search your heart and ask yourself, do I really love God? Do I really want to live a life pleasing to him? My wife and I have been married now for 34 years. We dated for seven years before that. I don't think there's been a day from that day we started dating to this that I haven't thought about her, about how she felt and how she was doing, how she felt about the things in our, in our life and the things going on around our life have been at the forefront of my thoughts because I, I love her. Uh, when my children wanted things, I always wanted to know what does my wife think about this before uh, I get them or do this thing for them. When I had opportunities in life, before I accepted them or went into them, I always wanted to know how Renee felt about it, whether she would be okay with it. Not because she might get mad, not because, you know, I am under her thumb, but because I love her. I want, I want our relationship, I want, I want to get her opinion. I want to understand how she feels. I, I, want, to, I want to be honest. see I, I really think this marriage thing is, can be pretty simple when people just love each other and stop loving themselves first and they love their spouse first. And we start thinking about each other. In the same way with God, one of the reasons I love God, one of the reasons I want to please God is because of the relationship that I have with God. You know, this is the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit. He comes to counsel us, to lead us, to teach us, to fill us, so we can be in relationship with him. And, and I think, sadly, there are many people who don't have a relationship with God. All they have is a religion a place that they go once a week, rituals that they go through, kind of the things that they kind of walk through. Maybe it's a fear of hell. Maybe it's just tradition. Or, or they, they just have discovered that this is what they, what they do. But I, I want to tell you, a relationship with God makes your life fundamentally better at every area Of your life. The more you know Him, the more you will love Him. Now, this is simply not the more you know about Him. I know people who know all kinds of things about Him, but they don't know Him, they're not in relationship with Him. This is why we've been calling you to make a daily appointment with God to take time to talk to him, to open your heart to him. I'm absolutely convinced that in the last days, as the pressure grows intense against faith, that those who just have a religion will not survive the scrutiny. It will only be those who have a deep, loving relationship with God. Now, I know, I know, when you, If you've never done this, if you haven't done this, if you've tried this a time or two, it may feel odd at first to go into a room, shut the door, and just say, God, I'm I'm here to be with you. It may be awkward. You may stumble through it. The clock may slow down, and it seems like it becomes a, a long time. But remember, there's a lot of things like that. Maybe you remember when you when you first started dating, and you you went out with somebody, and and uh, it it wasn't easy. Kind of stumbled through the evening, but there was something about them, something about you that made you guys try again, and before long, it became easy, became natural. Riding a bike's like that. You go out and you get get your kid on a bike and try to get them to ride the bike. They usually, most of the time, 99% of the time, they don't just take off riding the bike, pulling wheelies, you know, doing all sorts of things. They stumble at it at first. It takes them a little while. You've got to reassure them. You've got to tell them this is going to get better. You're going to get so you can do this. This isn't a problem, this is the way we learn. I remember when my, my children were learning to walk, they fell down a lot. If you fell down that much, we would think something was wrong with you. Because, you know, you learn, you grow. But we all, when we were learning to walk, all of us did that. I remember my son Michael, He's just learning to walk, and he would walk around with his hands up in the air. And I thought, watching him, I thought, what is wrong with that boy? Why is he walking around with his hands up in the air? And finally, I said to Renee, what is he doing? She says, don't you understand? When we're walking with him, we hold his hands. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, it wasn't long until those hands came down to his side. And, you know, I haven't seen him walk around like that in years now. And I am grateful. That would be a little weird 23-year-old guy at college walking through the halls like this all the time. And I've been with him a lot. He hardly falls down at all. <laughs> Why? Because we, we, what is awkward at first, we grow comfortable with it. And what seems awkward at first in, in this appointment with God, if you'll stay after it, if you'll go into that prayer closet and just simply say, God, I am here because I want to know you. I'm here because I want your presence in my life. If you'll rehearse some of the things God's already done for you, and you'll thank him. God, I thank you for my salvation. I thank you that I have this great hope that my loved ones who've gone before me, I'm going to see them again. God, I'm I'm thankful for where your word has guided me. If you'll just begin to rehearse the great things God's done for you and who he is, he gives purpose to our life. He gives me, and you'll begin to thank him for that. And you'll begin to open your heart and say, God, I want you to guide my every day. I want you to be with, it won't be long until that conversation will get larger and larger, freer and freer, and you will sense his presence in your life in a deeper and deeper way. But he's got to begin. He wants to be in relationship with you. Now, one of the many things that God does in our lives when we come into relationship with him is that he brings wisdom into our daily life when we learn how to hear him when we learn how to talk to him when we begin to take everything to him it's not long until he begins to knock off some of our rough edges reinform us about things that we think we have right that we really don't have right and give us wisdom And what to do in those circumstances. What is wisdom? It is knowing what to do and being able to do it. Most people think they have wisdom. They write something up I'm educated and I'm successful at this, therefore I'll be successful at everything. Well, I'll tell you what I know a lot of successful people that uh, I don't want operating on me. I don't think they're successful at everything. Are you, are you there? None of us are there's, You may be very, very successful at some things, but there are other things you have absolutely no experience in. You've taken time. You've learned some knowledge about things, but there's other things that you're just out there on your own. You've not spent much time in it at all. There's other people who say, well, I may not be educated, but I have common sense or I have street smarts. And I would just ask you, as you scan your life, All the issues of your life, all the important things of life, how's that going for you? How's that working out? Let me give you something that may seem shocking to you, but if you will fundamentally learn this about yourself, uh, you will do better in life. This isn't, you know, uh, let's all talk about how wonderful we are. This is the truth about who we are. are. You ready for this? If you come to this, this, this fundamental understanding, I don't have enough experience to know what to do about anything. I just don't have enough experience. The oldest one in this room today may be 90 some years old. In the course of eternity, that's a very short time. All of our experience is very limited. And vain confidence is just that it's vain. It's vain. When I began to, when my wife and I began to have children, I had to come to this realization. I have never raised kids before. I've never done this before. I, I watched how my parents did it, and there were things that they did that I liked, and there were things they did I didn't like. But I'd never raised kids before. I'd seen other people do it, and there were things I liked, and there were things I didn't like. I'd never done it before. When I got married, I had to come to this conclusion. I have never been married before. I've never done this before. How am I going to do this successfully? And I look at life. I've never built, built a successful life before. I don't really know what good character is or how to be a person of good character all the time because society's constantly changing on what is good character, what is righteous character. I can't certainly know what is right and wrong, I've only been on this earth for a short time. I may be getting this all wrong. As soon as I understand that, as soon as I get that in my life and I stop looking inside of me to my wisdom, to my own understanding, and I start looking outside of me to God's wisdom and to God's understanding, that's when my life can begin to have Real wisdom. That's when there can really be hope for our life. So we got to ask ourselves, I challenge you to ask yourself, where do you need wisdom? Now be cautious with this. Be cautious with this. Because sometimes we can assume we have it when we really haven't looked at it. We're just kind of going along. And right now things are going smoothly. But we don't understand that we're building a foundation in some relationships or some things in our life that the day is going to come when it's not going to stand on the foundation that we have built. So we have to be cautious. It can't just be how good things feel today. Here's, here's one of them. We have to be very cautious. Mom and dads, grandmas and grandpas, we have to be very cautious in how we view raising children in this day and age. We just have to be cautious. We have to look and ask ourselves some very, very serious questions about what is my my spiritual goal for my children. Many people have all kinds of goals. They have athletic goals or educational goals or all kinds of goals for their children. But do they have spiritual goals? Do they know from the time they're little... This is the kind of man of God, this is the kind of woman of God I want them to be. And I have found through the word, I have found found from listening and watching what God would have me to do to help them get there. I'm going to model that for them. I'm going to teach them that. I'm going to speak that into their life. Have we sat down and worked at that? Here's what you can know for sure. The world we live in today is teaching them. The world we live in today is telling them what is right and what is wrong, and it's absolutely running opposed to Scripture. You've got to be careful about the people you let influence their lives, about the lessons you allow them to be, allow to be brought into their lives. And you've got to figure out what you're going to do to make sure that together you're pointing them towards the most important. Are you gonna, they're going to grow up someday and you're going to look up and they're going to have all kinds of values and ideas that you just get, where in the world did that come from? Can I be really clear about this? There's a whole generation of kids raised in the church. Raised in the church. Some of you may have them. That today they look at you. They may not be a homosexual. They may not be in any kind of Uh, anti-scriptural sexual relationship but they look at you and they say what's the big deal why are we fighting that everybody's born the way they're born everybody should do whatever they want to do why are we being so mean spirited where did that lesson come it came from the world that we live in and we better be aware of it our eyes have to be wide open in this day and age When Barack Obama said it's not a Christian nation anymore, he was right. We're not built on fundamental Christian values anymore. And we better awaken and decide what are we going to do with our children. We better seek wisdom. We need to seek wisdom in our relationships, all of them. What is a right relationship with my spouse supposed to look like? What is a faithful friend supposed to be like? What does loyalty really look like? How do I live my life in relationship? What's the role of money in my life? What is its role in my life? You know, money is, is one of these things because we earn it and get it for the most part from our labor. We put our sweat and blood into work and we get money. And then we have a natural desire for things. That money begins to emulate God in our life. We might never say it. It would never come out of our mouth that way. We know better than that, but it begins, to act, we, it begins to act like it. We begin to put our trust in it. We begin to put our faith in it. We begin to find our self-worth in it. We begin to find so many things in money because we haven't looked and said, what is the scriptural role of money in my life? What does the Bible say about it? What do I learn about it? A sense of what is right and what is wrong. This world is going to tell you all sorts of things and your flesh is going to tell you all sorts of things. You've heard me say it before, the the, the songwriter who wrote the words if it feels so right how can it be so wrong? He was talking about his flesh telling him what's right and wrong and there can be a lot of reasons why your flesh is lying to you a lot of reasons why you're being misled and why that decision is going to bring major turmoil into your life and fundamental flaws the character of our life, what kind of people of character should we be Excuse me. Spiritual understanding. Understanding the spiritual world around us. Understanding what's going on all around us. Awakening to the day that we are in and life decisions. So, what do we do when we have these areas where we need wisdom? Do we just stumble along and hope for the best? Or do we become aware that God is with us to give us wisdom? Now, how does God give wisdom? Well, first of all, friends, he gives wisdom by his word. Psalm 119, 105 says this, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Over and over again, the scripture tells us that we can find wisdom when we know his word. So in any one of these areas, if I want to know how to raise my children, if I want to learn what's right and wrong, if I want to learn how to respond to my spouse, spouse if I want to learn what, to, what, is, what is character really like, what, fundamentally I've got to go look at the word and say, what does the word say about this? What does the Bible teach me about these things? Now listen, I, I've got one of my Bibles up here today. Uh, this is a New International Version Study Bible. Uh, I have, a, mainly I read the New English Standard Version. I have some study Bibles, and this. this just happened to be the one I have at church right now. And, and I would tell you about this Bible. It's, it's leather-bound, really nice. There is nothing sacred about the leather. Do you hear me? Nothing sacred about the leather. It's got, you know, wonderful pages. There's nothing sacred or infallible about the pages. It's got study notes in it that help me understand some things, but there's, there's nothing divine about those study notes. It's just helping me understand the Word. It's, got, it's printed with very nice ink so I can see it very clearly, but there's nothing divine about the ink. There's only one thing divine about it, the words. Reading the words. doesn't matter if I read it in this or if I read it on this. But there's definitely nothing divine about this. (laughs) Are you with me? It's the words. And if I want to grow in wisdom, I've got to grow in my knowledge of the words. It lays down knowledge for me. It teaches me things. It gives me a foundation from which wisdom can spring. It gives me an understanding from which wisdom can come into my life in every area. Because it is, the Bible calls itself, the living word. The living word. And so all of a sudden, you're in the middle of something, you've been reading the word, and something happens. And you wonder, what is right? What should I do? What shouldn't I do? And all of a sudden, the living word comes back to your memory by the power of the Holy Spirit reminding you. And all of a sudden, you know, whoa, whoa, what am I going to do now? That's not wise to do. The word. But we have to be serious about knowing the word. Nobody can get the Word in you. I, I wish I could. I wish I'd get a big syringe, bring everybody up at the front once a, once a year, give you a big shot, and I'll, oh, the Word, oh, wow. I wish we could, you know, plug in some computer cord and then just download it for you, but we can't. God's given you a way to download the Word. You know what it is? Read the Word. Listen to the Word. He's given us ways to download it into our life if we'll just do it. We've got to know the word. What does the word say about money? What does it say about when society pushes us one way or the other? Because, see, the word is timeless and perfect. Here's the second place where you can get wisdom that will keep you out of trouble. By good counsel, godly counsel. Proverbs 15, says, without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. When we walk through this life and we say, you know what? I've never been married before. I better get some people in my life who, who, who can speak into this. Uh, you know People who've done wisely with this. And I'm going to watch them and I'm going to learn from them. And I'm going to talk to them. Your, your marriage is going to get better if you'll listen and learn. If you'll go to classes when we have classes on marital things. We have classes on, on, uh, on raising kids. we got one going on right now for parenting. If you go to the classes like Financial Peace University, and you, the, the, you know, if you're married, the two of you will come into unity on how to handle the finances of your life. It'll, it's not long until things begin to smooth out, begin to set common goals, begin to understand why God's blessed you the way he's blessed you. And wisdom begins to rule in your life. Good counsel helps us and directs us. The other thing is this. We've got to learn to ask God. First, uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 that we read this morning. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know, pride is the enemy of wisdom, pride is thinking, I know what to do. I don't need anybody else's advice, anybody else's wisdom. I don't need to pray and ask God. And every time in the Bible when the children of Israel didn't take time to pursue and seek God for a decision that they were about to make every time they got in trouble. Every time. Pride leads to a fall. Pride is the enemy of wisdom and pride is the enemy of your life really going well. As God teaches you, as you learn that wisdom, as he gives you insight, as you begin begin to become aware of who you are and he begins to hone the character of your life and the responses of your life and the way you walk through life, your love for him will grow because you'll begin to sense him in a deeper and deeper measure. Oh, that's what I want for you. I want your love for God to grow. In Matthew chapter 7, it gives us uh, this warning. And I want you to listen to it carefully again today. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. You know, this sounds like salvation by works, but it's not. It's, It's because we're saved that we're listening to God. On that day... Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name? All these religious things that they did. Not bad things, religious things. And then I will declare to them, listen to these words carefully, I never knew you. We didn't get to know each other. You never invited me into your life in a personal day in a personal time with me. I never knew you. Depart from me. And listen to this last word. These last words are so telling. You workers of lawlessness. Because we haven't listened to God. We haven't gotten to know him. We haven't invited his wisdom in our life. We've ignored his word. We've ignored good counsel. We've ignored his presence in our life. We continue to do the things that the Bible says are lawless. We've got that going on all over America today. Churches, whole churches, who completely denied the word of God to be true. They're being led by the culture of the day. They are being swept along by the cultural pressures of the day. They won't even get up in their pulpits and deny things that are wrong. In fact, many times they get up and celebrate things that the Bible clearly says are lawless. Oh, we don't want that for our life. We want the wisdom of the word of God. God has revealed himself to us so clearly that if we seek him, we'll find him. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together, Dan. Let's pray. Father, my prayer is that every believer in this room would capture this call to begin to seek you for wisdom in their life. Then Lord, they would analyze all the different areas of their life and begin to look to you and say, am I really doing this well? It doesn't matter if it's going well right now. We know that there are times when we can be doing the wrong things and things can seem like they're going well, but the foundation is completely flawed. And they're going to wake up someday with the results of life crashing in around them wondering what happened. Lord, help us to get seriously. Speak to each heart on whatever issue you would speak to them about. And let us begin to look to you for wisdom. Let us be a people hungry to grow in your word. (coughs) Excuse me, open to good counsel. And Father, seeking you in our daily times. Father, there may be some in this room today who've never asked you to come into their life, they've never surrendered their heart to the Lordship and the great work that your son has done. Your word gives us wisdom in this. There is only one way to heaven. There's only one way to heaven. It's through your son, Jesus. To ignore that is to ignore the wisdom of your word, to ignore the work that Jesus did on the cross, to ignore, Father, the call of Christians and friends all around them, And so we pray today, Father, you would speak to every one of our lives and call us to you in Jesus' name. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I'm not certain I've surrendered my heart to Christ and I want to today. I don't want to just know about him. I want to to be in relationship with him. Just raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, pray for me. Right now, in Jesus' name. Looking across this place. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. That you would let the dynamic power of your spirit be here every Sunday to call people to salvation. We pray you draw people into this place, Lord. Maybe everyone here is born again, but we pray you draw people into this place who aren't, that you use our testimony, you'd use our words, and that, Father, at the end of the day, many, many would come to salvation every week. Put that fire in our heart. Your word says, wise is the man who wins souls. Let us be wise, we pray. Help us and guide us in this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Prayer teams, will you come on down to the front, please? In just a moment, we're going to sing a song, and if you have any need in your life, uh, I want to encourage you to come down and, and ask for Maybe you just need wisdom someplace. Maybe you just look and say, wow, I need wisdom in that area of my life. Come down and let somebody pray with you. Maybe you're not sure of your salvation. Come down and talk to somebody. Uh, Maybe you're going through a health issue, you want prayer. Come and let somebody pray with you before we go. We love you. God loves you. He wants to be in relationship with you. Don't miss it. Amen. God bless you.